Today we're finishing our series about temperaments and relationships. The first two podcasts were focused on the four temperament types and how to use that information to not only understand ourselves, but also how to avoid conflict. Today, we're looking at how you can identify if you're in an unhealthy relationship and what steps to take to improve that relationship. My name is Megan. I'm on staff here at Calvary and I'm so glad you've joined us. My friend Tina Angel is back with us. Tina is a licensed marriage and family therapist who, in addition to her own practice, is also the executive director at CCC San Jose, a counseling center here in South Bay. Tina, thank you so much for being here. Let's jump right in. Conflict is expected in relationships. We all know disagreements are going to happen. But how much is too much, and how does someone determine if a relationship is unhealthy? This is a great question. And honestly, I would say the easiest way to define an unhealthy relationship is when we leave feeling worse, confused, blamed, disturbed, or just have this unsettled um, peace with us. Thanks, Tina. What steps do you recommend someone take when they're in an unhealthy relationship? There's a great book out there called Safe People by Cloud in Townsend. And one of the things that's great about it is they really go into what is safe and what is an unsafe person. Because a lot of us don't know until we're actually actively in a dance relationship and we're feeling unsettled about it. And so if someone's in that situation, what what do you encourage them to do? What are the first steps to take where um, they're feeling unsettled, now what? So I would say that three things to, that I would recommend is one, when you were in that uh, interaction with that person, just run it like a movie clip and kind of stop on the parts where you really kind of felt triggered and check in with yourself to see, you know, was it a trigger of the past? Was it, what was that? And then the second thing is, There's a chart that I'm going to be giving um, that does a quick bullet point um, handout of what is safe and what is unsafe. And I would say the the second thing that you want to do is go through that chart and say, how did I show up in the relationship tonight? Or how did I do that interaction? Where was I safe and where was I unsafe? And then third is when you actually check in with the other person and say, where was that other person safe and where were they unsafe? Because one of the most important things that we need to remember, which we've kind of said in the previous podcast, is the only person we can really change is ourselves. So we really need to show up uh, well for the person. And who knows, we may have an unawareness that we triggered them and they had a defensive response. And it's human nature for us to notice the defensive response, but not necessarily backtrack and go, did we do anything to provoke that? Um, Unaware. And so that is something that I would say are the three things really simple that you can um, check in with yourself on Um, in the relationship. So is it reasonable to assume or that you could have a conflict with someone that you might, both your behavior and someone else's behavior might show up in the unsafe column, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's an unhealthy relationship? Absolutely. Because the the next thing you do is once you go into that identification, See if you can go back to the person and say, hey, 
I noticed when we had this conversation, I didn't realize that I was kind of getting triggered in this area and this area. And I am not sure, but when I was looking at this, you know, chart about safe and unsafe people, I was noticing that I might have shown up in this unsafe category once or twice in our conversations. And I just wanted to say that I'm sorry and I'd love to have a do-over with you. Um, would you be open to that? Now, if you notice, I did not bring up that third category, which is where they were unsafe. The hope is that they would also, you're modeling a self-identification, hoping that they would do it, even though that's not your primary motive in doing that. Your primary motive is repairing whatever you might have done to cause rupture in that interaction. But then you can ask for a do-over and they can do it. And that's where is something that you can actually bring healing and repair to something before it turns into a pattern. And so is the pattern, is that where we would start to identify if this wasn't perhaps an unhealthy moment, but this is an unhealthy relationship. Is that what we're looking for? Just these repetitive? Yes. Yes. Because in that first part, we're really just talking about those one-off moments or those things that you always have a great interaction, but then one night it just kind of got hard. But the next one is when you start seeing a pattern happening where it seems like it's more so than not every time you're connecting with this person, you're leaving feeling either drained or worse. And so in those patterns is where you start trying to address patterns. This is where I go into three strike boundaries. In the three strike boundaries, the first one is called a boundary of grace. This grace boundary is you're just actually identifying what you're noticing, identifying what you're seeing and inviting them to have conversations about how could we prevent this pattern from happening? Do you see it? This is what I see. Do you see it? And then if they both, you both agree, say, then what can we do? What boundaries can we put in place so we can keep each other feeling open and safe in conversation and then set up something. Then if you get together again with that person, um, say the next time it's great. Then there's a time after that and you guys are back in that pattern. Then you can bring it up and that's where you go to boundary strike two, which is called grace and truth boundary. And what that is, is you're like, hey, this is happening again. But in that truth, you're saying, and this, this really hurts. I know that we care about each other, but I really can't keep doing this this dance and I don't want us to not get together. So what you're really kind of saying there is there's a consequence if this pattern keeps happening. So can we really try to use tools or try to show up different or maybe try to catch it right in the act when we're having the conversation? I'm thinking of trying different things that are a little bit more stronger than what we've been using so it doesn't happen a third time because I really don't want us to go into a place of not wanting to spend time together because we're afraid of hurting each other. The third one is the one where say that you guys get together again and it actually like has that pattern stuckness. That's where you just go, oh my goodness, we keep getting caught in this. It's, I know this isn't helping either you or I and I'm feeling like that it's either frustrating or hurting us. Um, I, you know, at this time, 
Um, and then I'm gonna pause right there and say, that's when you know you're with a boundary buster. Because if you keep setting a boundary and it keeps getting busted and the pattern keeps following, then you really need to have that third strike boundary and you're gonna follow through on that consequences, which is we might need some a break for three months and then revisit this and see if we can break this cycle. But you also need to check with yourself to make sure you're not busting your own boundaries. And so you're just checking in there, but that third strike really is taking a break in the relationship, whether it's three months, six months out, and then revisiting, re-talking about this and trying it again. But Because you, you definitely always wanna give grace to relationships when you are not feeling like, um, you know, when you are feeling like it's worth trying. But there are times where it can get into an unsafe pattern. And then when it's in an unsafe pattern, or if it's in the same household and say you can't really take a three-month break because you live in the same household, what is your advice? Is it, what would you say for unsafe? And what would you say also if you're in the same house and three-month break isn't feasible? Living under the same roof is very hard because we lose our objectivity quicker than anything else. And I would say those, I usually do everything in threes. And I would say take three days. Even if you need to sleep on the couch or, or have some sort of minimal physical separation and keep saying, I wanna try to keep working on this and keep having conversations each day till you can do it. After three days, if you are still stuck, call a professional and just get in there and process what's happening because there might be triggers happening that might have some pain that's keeping us locked into that pattern. So that's where I would say is the best thing we can do. There's another level um, that I want to address. It's not part of tonight's podcast, but it is something that I feel is something we all need to understand, which is around safety threats. Whenever we have, say we do have this physical separation and we're on the couch or something, but we have this visceral reaction in our body that just feels unsafe, that we are in a hypervigilant place and that we almost feel like, um, like we can't calm down. That's a, a little bit more where there might be some emotional uh, safety breakage. There might be some physical safety breakage in those areas. That's where you definitely just want to call a professional and process. Am I in a situation that's just a stuck pattern or am I in a situation that's actually a safety threat? And so when it's a safety threat, a professional can really help you with a little bit stronger boundaries than these three strikes. And that's when you want to kind of navigate because everyone in that house is valuable and important and you want to get stronger boundaries in place there. Um, beyond that as well, um, when I say professional, it's just a therapist um, in that place. And then there's another organization that's called nextdoorsolutions.org. And they're also one that there's videos on there, things to read, and there's a number you can call at any time, 24-7, that you can process and navigate where you're at and they can kind of help you um, know what to do as far as next steps. Thank you so much for that. That's incredibly important. And um, for those listening, we will have those resources posted. So if you'll visit our website, Calvary LGD 
lg.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find both the safe and unsafe resource that Tina referenced. It's a print printout that you um, can just have at the ready to reference those um, different characteristics. And then we will also have the contact information for both CCC and Nextdoor Solutions in the event that you want to get in touch with a professional or um, you need to speak with somebody right away. If we can be praying for you, we would be honored to do so. Uh, Simply visit calvarylg.com forward slash prayer and we have a team of people who uh, would be honored to pray over you, your family, whatever is on your heart, uh, any relationship situation you find yourself in, whatever it may be, um, we'd be honored to pray for you. Thank you everyone for joining us. We pray this was of a help to you and most importantly, we pray you know how loved and valued you are. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Take care.